and welcome to the Way Out Westy podcast. My name is Mike Leather and this is our little corner of the internet that's all about travel, aircraft VWs, technical advice and doing it in your camper. Yep, I know you do too, so let's get rolling. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Way Out Westy podcast. How's everybody doing? So I know at the moment everybody wants to be out in their camper vans, uh, me included, but uh, obviously we're all insensible and it's not something we could do, which sucks. However, I might have a little bit of a solution or a little bit of relief for you. So a little while ago, I discovered some awesome, awesome books uh, aimed at uh, children four to seven, uh, but I think some of the adults out there might like it too. And what they are all about are VW adventures, campervan adventures. So I managed to catch up with a lovely lady called Rachel Jane, and she is the author of said books. And I'm hoping that uh, you guys might find these a bit of relief so you can, uh, at story time, imagine some adventures with your kiddies um, and also enjoy the artwork they're absolutely amazingly illustrated they're actually completely true to uh, the likeness of vw's which is always something that nags me or is important to me um, when you see cartoons and things like that these are not that these are completely accurate with early and late base and split screens having all the right amount of windows and indicators and lights in the right places uh, whilst also being totally brilliant illustrations uh, standalone so the books that she currently has out uh, are Milo Goes to the Seaside, Lil's Cupcake Delivery, and Tallulah Goes to the Festival. You can find her books on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Rachel Drain Author. That's Rachel Jane Author, one word, or on her website at racheljaneauthor.co.uk. You can also do a, a little search for Red Hatch Campers. That's part of uh, Rachel's family. They have a uh, business hiring out VW campers and also looking after them. So you can search Red Hatch campers and you can purchase from there too um, or go on to Amazon and um, they're all available on there they're very reasonably priced and I checked it out yesterday you can get them on Prime within a few days so be rude not to so we had a little chat and we're talking about school um, and her workshops where she uh, inspires children um, I really wish I had her as a teacher um, just what some of the stuff that she she does with children um, inspiring them and getting them their imaginations flowing and getting stories uh, is absolutely amazing um, so without further ado uh, here is episode eight interview with Rachel like, Jane we're looking after kids and I'm reading them stories and I love all of that and I just thought oh such a good idea when I have kids your books are what I oh. want to have, have around yeah. And it was just last last week, because um, I think everybody got to the point of, okay, we've been knocked down for a week now. Um, we're going to, it's going okay. Like, we're a bit stir crazy. And especially with the world that I'm in with VWs, um, people were like, I want to get out in my camper van. And it's like, doesn't matter if it's adults or children. And I'm just like, oh, they should all have your book. <laughs> Because it's just like the adults will enjoy reading it and thinking, oh, yeah, we could be traveling out and the kids will be loving it. So that's why I thought, oh, yes, I need to message you and do a podcast. So thank, thank you so much. For... Good, thank you. Yeah, lockdown's been, um, this is good, a nice, uh, something different for lockdown. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Oh, I'm pleased. Well, I've been trying to because I'm, I'm still working to a point because um, I had an, I kind of, 
look after um, some just air called V dubs and stuff. Um, and I've got a workshop that's five minutes drive from me and it's in the middle of nowhere. I don't see anybody all day anyway. Um, so the work that I've got in there, I can do because it's just me. I have no employees or anything like that. So I've got a few bits that I can be getting on with. Um, but I was like, mm, I need to be making more of my downtime on podcasts and stuff because there's not really anybody else in my field that does yeah, it. Yeah, no, I've uh, never come across one before and I didn't realise that you actually did one. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. So have you, have you got kids yourself? Uh, or? No, so um, I've got younger... So my younger brother's um, just turned nine. Um, um, oh, well. Yes, and I've got younger cousins. So I've got a young cousin who's nine and seven. So I've, um, I've got young kids in the family, and I've worked with kids since I was at uni. So I've always worked. Okay. So, so it all kind of, and I've loved writing, and so it just kind of all naturally mm. kind of all came together when I was, I was working in a kids club and um, yeah, sharing my stories and a lot of my uh, yeah, a lot of my colleagues kind of like, oh, you should write these down, and so yeah, kind of all stemmed from that. Did it, did it kind of come, was it already sort of in your mind, you kind of had some stories and thoughts about stuff? How did, how did the story writing go from sort of being in your head to then kind of becoming a book? I mean, I know, um, I guess we should maybe sort of start at the, at the beginning, yeah. really. I mean, what's, um, what's your kind of your, your backstory, I mean, with, with kind of VWs, essentially? I mean, I know kind of having done a little bit of digging <laughs> Digging with yourself. I know that you kind of um, uh, you kind of sort of you've got in the family. You've got a bit in this red hat yeah. campers, correct? Yeah. So, okay. So Tell me a bit about those guys. Yeah. So basically, um, I'm quite a I'm a late entry to the VW gang. Um, so I'm probably about say six seven years ago. So basically, okay. always loved cars and things. Like our family's always kind of enjoyed you know appreciation for kind of classic cars. Um. And, yeah my um my stepdad and my mum decided to kind of go um, embark on this adventure of um renovating and then hiring out these camper vans and it, awesome and it yeah it was amazing so they decided my, my stepdad was always in, um he did car sales and then he kind of left that and started doing this which is great and they love it um and Ooh. uh yeah so we um uh yeah so um as they were doing this, I just finished uni, so I'd moved back in with them. And um, so, mm-hmm. over a glass of wine, mum and I kind of giving the, as they're kind of deciding the colours and the interiors and stuff, giving the, the, the campfire names and characters. Um, and then we were kind of chatting about it one night. We were like, oh, yeah, so he'd be like um, our seaside campfire. He's like blue. And, you know, we're just talking all about all the adventures they could go on. And originally, it was kind of yeah. ideas for like the website and like kind of promoting the band. Yeah, and then um, oh. we kind of said, because oh, I've always loved writing, she was like, you've made them into a book. And I was like, oh, no, not got time, not got time. Um, and so kind of, and mm. that was, so that, they kind of was in the works or talking about very early ideas, like six, seven years ago. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then when I was working at the kids club, I kind of was creating ideas and thinking, I thought, you know what, I should just write these down. Um, and I was very lucky because they're all so I wanted them to be picture books um, and I'm really lucky because um, my cousin is an illustrator by trade so I uh, okay it almost all kind of fell into place yeah, amazing it was, and I think it was that thing of I hadn't I didn't necessarily set out to do it it was I did I wanted to do it but it all kind of just happened really naturally and it kind of everything just kind of merged together and he does a lot of um he does a, he's a graphic designer and he does um a lot of kind of photography like with 
um, and a lot of his commissioned illustrations are kind of um, like cosplay style, so it's more, slightly more for like an adult audience. So for kids, like, sure. you know, would you be interested? And he just said, oh, I'll do the front covers for you see how you like them because obviously with family he's like it's going to be awkward he's like i don't want you to feel obliged to use me if you don't like the stuff sure yeah yeah yeah. he did the the covers for me and i absolutely loved them i was like they were different how i thought but they were just so much better than i thought they could be so i was so yeah yeah, amazing it just it just i think it goes so well just with it because it's you know for for me um the kind of the stuff that i kind of like i like things that are kind of true to the original vw form you know for me it has to have the right amount of windows and thorns because even when i was getting my my logo for my business created i really struggled to find someone that would do it justice um but he definitely has done that for for you absolutely it's amazing Uh, and it just feels like i don't know you've you've hit the exactly the right spot where it's uh correct in terms of from an adult perspective if you're into that kind of thing um but also for for the kids and the colors and it just feels yeah just it feels spot on really so yeah yeah we we had a really long chat about it and um because obviously it's and i've got a lot of comments saying what's different to the style of other like children's book illustrations but i'm so glad that we didn't go the kind of the cartoon route um we were talking about different styles and he and he just and he actually said to me he said i don't really want to go down the kind of almost like Disney cars, like really cartoony route. And I was like, no, I agree. I don't really want to do that. And I'm really glad. And But it was funny. It shows obviously sort of line novice in terms of the, the slight differences between camper vans. So the real My, so um, Milo's are 69, he's an early bay, and Lil and Toulouse are late bays. Yeah. And um, it was Jamie that, because no, he said he went, but do you know that the lights are different? Because I said, I was like, oh, these are pictures of them. Like, here's your inspiration and stuff. Like, um, they're all they're, yeah, they're yeah. all bay windows. So I just said, oh, you know, they're kind of because for like, yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. like use them. And he was like, well, no, they're different because you know this bit's got the indicator above. And, and I was thinking, oh god. And I, and I thought, I'm such a novice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's great that he did because I I I think I went initially when I was looking for an illustrator. I didn't want to go kind of the usual route. I wanted something a bit different from my logo. And I think I was just looking for illustrators via Etsy at the time. Yeah. Um, and a couple that I kind of had, and I was just like, no, it just doesn't need to look like that. And it's like, no, the, the indicators need to be hit. And yeah. it's exactly the same. Unless you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people will look at them and say, oh, it's camp now. Yeah. Why, why would that be any different? Um, so I, I, it's amazing that he noticed that yeah. and was like, "No, we're going to do it differently," and that they're, they're they're accurate. That's that's uh, for, and from I think for for a VW enthusiast's uh, perspective, yeah, you've definitely you've definitely cornered it because I can see other other books just being oh, campervan to campervan, you know, cartoon it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it's interesting because we've got um, so um, in one of the books we've kind of it's kind of a match. So in Tallulah's adventure, they go to a festival, and um, all of the other camper vans on the farm are helping her get ready for this festival. And we've introduced a split screen into that as well. Um, and it's really interesting because when I go into schools and stuff, I ask the children like if they can spot a difference, and they and they are so good at spotting the difference. Like, oh yeah, that's got a line, and it's got two windows at the front, not one, and it's got like a, the V, and the, and you know, it's so nice that they spot that they can then see the difference, and that they can different, and then I can kind of say to them, oh, this is a split screen campfire, this is a bay, and that kind of you know impart that yeah. <laughs> to the young. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's, it's amazing because I I mean I have. A lot of customers that I go out to and, and visit, and uh, 
most obviously, well, some of them will say, oh, do you mind if I hang around while you service and yeah. do bits and pieces so they can learn? But it's always, I always really enjoy it if there's um, kids as well, because they, they kind of, oh, could I, you know, come and ask some questions or they'll just wander up and ask me stuff. And it's just, I, I absolutely love it. And I've been doing some teaching workshops over the last year for adults, yeah. and I really want to potentially do some for, for children as well. Um, and I was speaking to a, I did a podcast the other day with a, um, a friend of mine that's um, a small business owner and he's a teacher. And he's like, if it kind of gets even longer and it's a bit crazy and we run out of curriculum things to do, um, I'm looking for kind of people to kind of help out. And I was like, oh, I can go to my workshop and I can be online and I can do a whole presentation for kids. And it's like, it would just be amazing. And from what you've kind of said, it's like you're kind of starting them their enthusiasm into old vehicles and VWs at a young age because they can spot things. Yeah. And yeah, that's amazing. That is so cool. That you're doing it's that. so cool as well because I mean, like I said, I'm kind of a late entry into all of the kind of the, the VW campers and the world, and it's so lovely. So I've done, a, I went to a few VW festivals, and this and like the community is so friendly, so chatty. It's so like such a nice like there's such nice festivals to be a part of. Um, but I, yeah. what I I never can get over when I go into schools, I always say like, oh, you know, has anyone ever seen a campfire? Because I think, well, I don't know, you know, how many people have been camping or seen one even. And the amount yeah. that, like, I think pretty much every school I've been to, there's at least three or four children who are like, we've got one, my aunt's got one, you know, they know someone or they've seen yeah. one or they've got, there's someone who lives around the corner from the school who has one on their drive. And it's really, yeah everybody's got a story yeah and it's it's part one of the things that i love about yeah. it i mean um my my wife and i we uh what three three years ago now we shipped our bus um over to canada we took a year out and we traveled uh we did coast to coast of the us wow. in our 69 day um and it was very it, it, i mean it was awesome but it's like literally every day when we're trying to get a, get a bit of a move on we'll get stopped by somebody and say oh my dad's got one or I used to have one or I used to drive one to school in the 60s or my brother's got everybody's got a story behind it um and I think that's just part of the magic really um with, with them there's no other vehicle I don't think out there that kind of has that and also the the kind of people and um my landlord um where I have my workshop she she um, pops down to kind of see me because she kind of loves what I what I do and um she always sort of pops her pops her head round when I'm doing a, a sort of one to one workshop just to kind of say hello and see what vehicle they brought along. And she's always saying, "How come everybody's just so nice? Yeah. Like everybody's really for a chat, or you know, they're the the kind of they're a little bit mad, or so." And it's just a, it's just it's just a VW community. Yeah. It, it, it really is. It's um, so, so no, it's great. It's so nice. But I was yeah. at, um, I did a um, a library event down in um, Bournemouth, and um, there was a lady I, I'd say probably in her seventies, um, and she just said she's like, "Well, can I stay and watch?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." Like you know, it's for kids. You know, want to want to clarify that it's not like a chapter, like you know, an adult book I'm reading or anything. She said, "No, no I'd like to read." And yeah. she, when when the kids are all gone, she stayed, and she was telling me she used to live in um, in Africa, and uh, that they. Um, her friends, she was a teacher, one of her teacher friends who was out there as well, he drove, he um, used to take his family on drives in his VW campervan across the Sahara Desert and they said it's one of the only camper that is one of the only vehicles that wouldn't, um, would be able to make it all the way across because the engines are in the back. Um, and so yeah. The yeah, they wouldn't overheat and she was yeah, yeah. and she was like, yeah, he went across like three times. I was thinking, oh my God, that's amazing. 
what? <laughs> it's insane. I mean, it's it always fascinates me. And I, I, um, I started. I mean, I've been meaning to keep it going, but you know, but it gets busy. But I started a um, a little um, Instagram, uh, a separate one called um, "I Do It in My Camper," and it was a play on words because the you know, adult thing. But also, it was really for all these amazing people that have done all these adventures and gone out and stuff. And some of the people that come out of the, of the woods, uh, the woodwork and uh, I've done all these crazy things in them, like either past, present and, and just, you know, like gone across the Sahara desert or, you know, lived in one for a certain amount of time or just done all these yeah. crazy adventures. And even just silly things like there was one guy that uh, I chat to occasionally and he really wanted one. He wanted a very specific model, couldn't find one where he was in Australia. So he booked two tickets to London um, um, and his wife at the time had no idea. He just booked it and he said, oh, we're going on a trip tomorrow. Pack your bag. And they travelled to England. Um, when they saw one camper that he had been wanting to buy, it wasn't good enough. Oh, <laughs> um, so we saw another one, bought it and then they shipped it back to Australia. And it's just it's like... Amazing. There's not many, but yeah, it's just mad. Um, so I, I always try to kind of get little stories like that and try to pop them in there because there's some great ones. It's uh, just absolutely amazing. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So where does um, where does the inspiration for your for your stories kind of come from? Because I know you've got three books at the moment. Yeah. Um, so you've got Milo goes to the seaside, uh, Lil's cupcake delivery, and Tallulah goes to the festival. So where where did the inspiration for those come um, from? So it's, like, it's a question I get asked a lot, and I kind of, it, it's a bit of a weird one. So the seaside, I love the seaside, and it was for me, I was like, um, when we were plan when we were making Milo as a character initially, we said like, oh, he'll be the one that goes to the seaside, he'll be the one that um, has all those, like his, we always said he was the adventurous camper, so I kind of, when I first started planning, I was thinking of all the places that Milo can go. And I've got drafts of other stories for Milo as well, you know, hopefully to be produced soon. And um, lockdown's obviously a perfect time to be <laughs> finalising all those ideas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, my, so the seaside was that place. And um, I've got family, so my in-laws all live at the seaside. And I love it. And it's just those kind of, that nostalgia of trips to kind of, you know, my local mm -hmm. seaside closest one is Bournemouth. So it's like that yeah Bournemouth enjoying the sea and just I just I love it it's such yeah. a nice and so that was kind of the um the inspiration for Milo it was just kind of just to relive nostalgia really relive the kids the youth um festival love festivals um I grew up in Reading so that was obviously our big festival, oh, wow. festival. Yeah. um it's yeah. kind of the the inspiration of the illustrations was all kind of um based on Glastonbury I've ne never been lucky enough to get a ticket to Glastonbury so it's kind of oh, what I'm I just imagine it being like. <laughs> it's kind of like a type sure, of sure, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. like a fun sing of you know, the excitement of the 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 festival yeah yeah and that kind of excitement and then you kind of obviously kids get that excitement from all sorts of things you know christmas yeah, yeah. Uh, holidays etc yeah, so yeah, um, yeah the yeah. cupcake one um i love baking so i kind of was like wanted to incorporate cupcakes um but i worked in events for a few years as well um and some of it's kind of the there's the, the i won't ruin the story but the problem that happens is a problem that has happened to me and i hadn't realized writing yeah. it out and I, I sent it to one of my friends and he just said he was like Rachel you know this has happened to you <laughs> I was just like oh yeah <laughs> so 
like, <laughs> it was like, is this like a therapy for you? <laughs> okay. right. oh, but it's also really interesting that it's, it naturally kind of came out uh, of the, and it's like a really good, you know, it's one of the kind of building blocks of sort of storytelling that, you know, you've got a person, they've got to overcome a problem to kind of get to the end, and you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's, it's that, you know, I'm, I'm, I have to admit, I'm not a prolific reader, but there's a couple of authors that, um, just to kind of, because I'm a, before I did all the sort of VW stuff, I'm actually a photographer um, sort of by, by trade. Um, and I like a lot of, and kind of wanted to understand the mechanics of sort of visual storytelling, why, why certain things work, or how you can tell a story with that. Um, and a part of that was really kind of doing a, a bit of kind of groundwork and really looking into, well, why do certain films work and what what's the kind of the, the kind of the aspects that needs to be in a story for it to flow and for you to kind of get that feeling and excitement and and then you know the you had the sad part or the difficult part and then get into the resolution and i just think it's just amazing you just it just came out of yeah. you as a natural that, that it happened and it's, it's hard as well because it's really difficult i've had to try and perfect this answer when i go into schools because that's always the worst thing you can say teachers like look at me like no like you've got to plan yes okay <laughs> You've got to have an answer for the kids because they need to, well, yeah. yeah. So, but I always think that my, my favourite part when I go into school is like my workshop that I do with the kids is like, um, is bra the brainstorming phase and just saying that like, this is how I start the story. And like, like I said with Milo, I'm thinking he, like, I decided he was my adventurous camper van. So like where are these really adventurous places he's going to go and like the destinations and like what's going to happen to him. Um, and then like, so I kind of with each camper van because we kind of created their characters. So like Tallulah was always like our, we called her like the hippie band, like because of the, the the when we were designed when um, they were being she was being designed. We said it was orange, like it's quite psychedelic curtains and things. It was always kind of the festivaly. So I was like, well, he's like she's our musical festival band, um, and yes, and then the stories kind of came from that. So I just kind of said, oh, you know, once I've sorted the characters out, then the stories kind of flowed from there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you say about sort of workshops. So do, do you, um, I know, saw on your your website that you do um, sort of a lot of readings and stuff. But do you do, do you kind of a lot of school workshops as well as? Uh, sort of yeah, so I do a lot of kind of um, so kind of a mixture. So I do festivals where I like so um, I'll go to like VW festivals, family festivals, and things to do story times or just to go with a, go with one of the vans and the books and kind of just share them. Um, like libraries and like story times. So that's much more kind of just creative and I've got kind of for each book I've got a craft that goes with that so it's kind of a story time and craft session oh, quite nice. fun so it's like they make festival headbands and like decorate like you know they get to design their own cupcake and that sort of thing I, I want I want to come to one <laughs> I, I want to come I really do I would love to it's, that sounds amazing yeah. and then yeah so then the schools I do kind of um yeah depending on what the school like I'll do like an assembly where I basically just read one of the stories and do kind of Q&A, talk about what it's like and the kids, the questions the kids come up with are amazing. Like I've always, never, you know, like every school I go to, there's a different question I've never been asked and I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, <laughs> or I'll do kind of like workshops, so like kind of half hour, 45 minutes where we create our own character or we go like Milo, what his, like plan out his next adventure sort of thing. And some of the things they come up with, I'm like, whoa, like this. Is, and some people say, they're like, oh, can you make our story a book? I'm like, no, no, you guys write your book. You, I'm not going to pinch your story. Um, I guess it must be, must be tricky, right? Because they, honestly, you know, that, that sometimes kids come up with such just like insanely good things. You kind of think, I, I'd like this, but then, you know, yeah. have you had one that you kind of thought, I really 
I would really like to write well, this, I but then it's one. like... And I was, it was kind of um, one of the stories, was, it was a very early kind of like draft stage for me, like, because I've got a lot of ideas, and but they're all, none of the my next kind of plans are all they're all just plans at that and they're all kind of and there was one class I did and they basically planned the same story and I was thinking am I use this now <laughs> I was like well as long as you've dated and you've got it beforehand it, it's, it's tricky because I, I guess you know at the end of the day um, the likelihood of it being you know anything like that but then if that child did pick up and be like um <laughs> your mum I I I, I thought of this. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's tricky, but yeah. And she and um, it was and but there was one and she this girl came up with this idea and I was like, that's the best idea I've ever heard of in my life. And I thought, well, that's annoying. I can't use that. But I was like, it was. Well, I mean, I guess in a roundabout, if it really came to it like in a serious way that you could do the story and I don't know, have a speak to the parents and give daughters oh, or something. Just, I don't know. It was but it's just, like, you know, when you just think, oh my gosh, she's like. The, the thinking was so out the box and it was um the idea was that Tallulah was going to be stuck in the jungle but she was trying to help um help her I think it was help her parrot find her voice again because the parrot lost the voice and so they were trying to go around and they were singing in the jungle of trying to like find the, the bird to find its song basically and I was like oh my goodness that's amazing. Well, I think, That's amazing. So I think right. the, um, the school, well, obviously, this was just before lockdown had happened. So the school, they were all going to go write their own stories. Because um, I said, I was like, I really want to read yeah. her story. I was like, if she writes it, like, send it to me because I want to read it. I was like, sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do those kind of workshops with the kids and it's, um, and they and they seem to really enjoy it and they get really involved and they'll, um, the younger years go away and my, instead of writing a story, they might go and just design their own kind of like camper van character. So I get a lot of um, things sent through of like pictures of their new camper van. So they get to draw and like experience and they create their character and say if they're kind or brave or funny and, um, and then. So what's the, um, what's the age, what's the age range? So, so for the books, I kind of say for four to seven. So I go in and do with um, early years and reception. So yeah, four to seven, really. Okay. So it's really, and some of them are so, and they're so cute. And they just, they think of the best ideas. And they're, and it's really nice because I kind of say to them, like, it, that's the fun part of writing. It's just thinking of these ideas. I said, you know, at the end of the day, you can't spell and you don't know, you know, your grammar's not great, you know, punctuation's an issue. Like you've got these amazing ideas. That's the important bit because everything else can be worked on. That's why you're at school. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish, I wish, uh, I wish I'd had somebody like you <laughs> when I was primary school. And it's just no, honestly, I think uh, kind of, I think genuinely creative people are, are kind of wired a bit differently. And I, as a child, always struggled with uh, with with maths. Not so much punctuation. I don't know why, but always struggled with maths and various things. And I was, you know, sort of never kind of like confident in those sort of stuff. And it, it was really not until I was probably midway through secondary school that I had a, a teacher I really got on well with. And he's like, look, you know, at the end of the day, you're talented in your own way and doing your own thing. The one thing that I kind of got into that um, I found that I was really good at was music. Yeah. Um, but maths and science, goodness no. Um, so I think for, for children, for a confidence thing as well, just to kind of see that they can from so many different angles, like whether it's the kind of the writing and the literacy thing, or whether it's creating stories, or whether it's creating design, there's so many things that they can get involved in and have, like like you said, have the confidence to kind of do that and be like, well, that's the that's the enjoyable side that, that you, you probably enjoy as well, but everything else, like, you know, literacy, punctuation and stuff, 
that can be worked on yeah. or you can get old enough and you can get, get an agent and they'll buy yeah, it but you know, <laughs> so i mean i i sent off milo to the printers and um i remember i sent a copy i got it i was so excited because it's the first one i saw in print i was like oh i'm so excited for my book i sent a copy to my dad and bear in mind that he'd read it so many times because i was thinking because i'm so proud i was like have i made a mistake have i made a mistake he's like no you haven't it's fine but four days later i get a call he's like so you know you've missed an apostrophe on my like, whatever and i was like I've read so, read this so many times. I've sent it to so many people, and but it's actually a really nice point, and I make that point again to the kids, saying, "So I checked it. I checked it thousands of times. I sent it to at least ten other adults to check and read through, and we still missed something." And so I was like, "It's fine to make a mistake. It doesn't make the book any less enjoyable." And I said, "You know, no. credit to you if you can find where that apostrophe is missing, because you know." Absolutely, it doesn't. It doesn't detract from from the end result, and I think that is that's such an important lesson. Yeah. And um, please, please. I mean, I know you do anyway, but please say that in every every school to school thing you do, because I would have loved to have somebody to say that to me when I was that age. Because I was like, oh, I would have just sat there and gone, ah, oh, so I, I I can do something, and I can do that, and it just yeah, it's, I think that's so important confidence especially at that sort of age range that you I work think as well, it's amazing when I've gone into schools and I can't remember feeling it when I was at school but I feel like I've been to some schools where the kids are so there's that there's this pressure and they, I feel like I, I really yeah. kids have such a high pressure and they for example they can't no I'm saying it's fine that like, there's no wrong ideas in this in this phase of it like whatever because you know it'll be for example there's always someone who'll go oh maybe he'll climb a tree and they go camp fans can't climb trees and I'm like yeah but can camp fans talk and drive themselves they were like no and I was like no, yeah there's no, there's no there's wrong answer no. yeah 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 <laughs> I think there was only one yeah there was only one teacher I think I had that that was kind of like that and I think I'm what I've got the Oh goodness! It must have been whatever year three is, um, and I think that it was once a week. She would kind of say, "Right, okay, we're going to do something completely different," and she would always come up with something different. Or, or if she didn't have a specific idea, we'd be allowed to literally do whatever we wanted, and that was almost my favourite time. So, yeah. like, oh, I can do anything, and some people would struggle with that. They would go, "Oh my god, I don't, I don't know what to do." I was like, "Right." Give me the crayons. Give me the this. So it's like I'm just get, getting stuck in with something, and I think it just gives the confidence for people just to kind of just make their own path. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's... And I think it's so. I think that's just the most important bit about it. And I think I really having gone when I went to the first few schools I went to, um, I really started to notice that this is something that is a common feature in most schools. So I kind of really amp up the like it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to do this and i tried to say obviously with the story planning for example I'm like okay so let's think there's they can do anything within the context so let's think like if they're in the jungle what can they do in the jungle if they're in the seaside what yeah sure sure you could leave a little bit yeah. like and if someone then comes up with a random idea i just try on the spot to see how i can link it to it it's some of the links are very tenuous yeah. but at least then it's like because I, I never would ever want a child to go if i've just said think of anything and they've given me an idea and me go oh they're not really going to do that in the jungle are they they'll be like you know make sure they're yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely i think that's that's where you're you know i, I don't have to ask the question because um i was going to say how, what kind of makes you different i think you've answered your <laughs> and your question there because that's exactly that's exactly it and it's um you know i Obviously, I don't these days spend any time at schools, but when I, especially when I was sort of at, at school, I, I wish that that kind of mindset had been around, even if it was literally yourself, one person coming in at one, one point in the year, just to give these kids an idea that they can, you know, think outside the box and do differently. And it's just, yeah, no, amazing. Absolutely amazing. This episode is sponsored by the Wolfsburg Bus Crew. 
I first met the founder of the crew, Rich Coxhill, a couple of years ago. And from the offset, I could see that the crew and the club were a little bit different. Now, there are some awesome vehicles, but mainly awesome people in this club. And there are so many meetups, campouts, shows, international cruises, competitions, stickers, and club discounts for many of the leading VW suppliers, including Way Out Westy. Now, you might think this all sounds too good to be true. Well, there's more. You can sign up for free. Yep, you can sign up for free. All you have to do is email the Waterbird Bus Crew, send pictures of your bus, how you heard about the crew, and a little bit about you and your vehicle, and you're in. So if you have an awesome bus and you want to be part of an awesome bus crew, then you need to go and check them out. So you can find them at wolfsburgbuscrew.co.uk or you can find them on Instagram at Wolfsburg Bus or you can find them on Facebook at Wolfsburg Bus Crew. So you know what to do. If you've got an awesome bus and you want to be part of an awesome crew, head over to the Wolfsburg Bus Crew, my current favourite club. Um, so slightly change of what oh, yeah. we're talking about now. Um, so what would you say would be your favourite trip that you've been on? Not necessarily just in the camper van, but I mean, I know you mentioned sort of beaches in Bournemouth, but is there anything that you have done in a, a VW or there is a specific trip or road trip that you specifically have just as always stayed with well, you? Well, so I absolutely love, so my first, my first time in um, a camp van was in um, Lille, the green one. And um, we went mm -hmm. down, uh, my partner and I went down to Swanage. And so I, um, I, oh, I went to Swanage, I think once on like a school trip and it was all rainy and horrible. And I, I've always thought of it as like a really rainy, horrible place. And he, <laughs> Yeah, you, you do. We'll do the Jurassic yeah. Coast. And I said, okay. And then um, we went down, and I just loved. We went, did all the Jurassic Coast, and we did like um, we saw Court Castle, um, uh, so great, and it was amazing. And um, we camped. You know, we we got campsite just outside Court Castle, and it was so great because I've been, I had been camping before, but it had, it was just such a different experience. And I just, it, this was 2014, 2015, and it was just, it was my yeah. first time ever in going in the campaign it was so lovely and also like we were saying earlier about the community like it was the first kind of experience i've had of the camp van wave we didn't wait yeah didn't know yeah. that was a thing until we said the campsite and someone said they were like oh, oh, brilliant. oh god everyone's gonna think we're so rude <laughs> we haven't been waved um, <laughs> and yeah it was just so beautiful and it, we were so lucky it was um we were there we went down for two or three days and um it was just beautiful we were so lucky with the weather and it was blue skies and i remember we went like hiking oh, the cliffs really? and yeah that was amazing and um, if it, that's probably my best vw's trip um but i think one of my favorite road trips I've awesome done was um just up as i graduated uni my dad and i we did a road trip of um a, li a little road trip in america so it wasn't uh, the whole route 66 but we went to um the west coast um and we went to we went to vegas we started in vegas and we went and did like bits of the grand canyon um like um uh, cowboy country and yeah it was and that was awesome that was like 10 days and um we realized oh, big america was <laughs> how you know, oh yeah 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 it looks exactly the same <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's i think it's not until you've you've kind of done a lot of it or done some of it um and then you realize that oh there's a lot of people that haven't ever gone out of the states yeah. and it's 
because they don't really need to. Um, you know, they can just get an RV and you can literally be on the same road and you've got deserts, mountains, beaches, yeah. tropical rainforest. You've, you've got everything. You don't need to leave the country. So I, I have a newfound respect for that kind of side of things now. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, um, what an awesome trip that was, uh, yeah, that kind of neck of the woods. It's just so different as well, isn't uh, it, than anything we've got in the UK. We, it's just... we stopped at a cafe um, and it was called the Roadkill Cafe and it was a Serve roadkill, and I was like, which I mean, we just we I think my dad was just like because he'd been driving and he was like, I want a coffee, and I was like, okay, let's stop here. And it's like this roadkill cafe. I was like, this is blows my mind. But I was really glad before we went. Um, he said to me, he's like, right, they're gonna be long drives, we're gonna create um playlists. So we each had to create playlists of songs of like and it was like we had themes of the songs, so like songs that like uh, we had like an overall lifetime playlist of songs like throughout our lives. I had to pick 20 songs that like reminded us of stuff or like 20 happy songs. Oh, that's quite a challenge. That's, that's, that's a good it's one. A very, that's quite challenging. It's a very good challenge. You uh, really made me think a lot because I was thinking, because as soon as you start, you just can't stop. And I was thinking, how am I going to narrow it down to 20 songs? And you're thinking, right, let's go methodically. Let's have a song like, you know, let's go Bewitched. You know, that was the first, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the way through, you know. So it was, um, yeah, 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 really. So yeah, good trip. Right. I'm going to have to do, that's a really good thing, actually. I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of people should, I'm going to do that. Next time I've got a long trip planned, yeah. I'm going to write, right, let's let's try and either pick a theme or kind of go through your life. And that's really and good. Really that's really good. Did, you come, did you come up with the idea or did oh, you dad? Oh, my dad, definitely dad. He's, he's, oh, he's awesome. so into his music and he, I mean, he, with him and music, like you can play a record for him and he'll just go, oh, I remember getting my hair cut in 1974 and going home. Like, it, like, <laughs> he'll tell a story. So it was really nice as well because obviously, love my dad, known him for my whole life and but like I know him very well. But doing that and like being able to exchange, so we'd do kind of a song each of our, and we'd have to explain why it was meant something to us. And so it was quite, it's that cool thing you really start to see. So it's cool to do with someone else as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what amazing that you had that, you know, that time together yeah. and you, you shared that. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I, I always kind of think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they have to go on a long trip or go out and they have to do, you know, cross across the country alone or whatever like that. But I had to share it with somebody, not only to physically see and experience stuff, but to have an idea like that. That's yeah, and it, yeah, well done. I mean, well, that's, I mean uh, it, it was cheesy <laughs> to say, but, you know, it's it, it was really, and it was really nice. But he, I mean, he also, that trip, so that was a good idea he had. He had, we had daily challenges as well, which were... <laughs> you know very random and very cool as well you know things like you have to do something you've never done before so like those sort of things yeah. and so that was quite cool but yeah um the mute the playlists were cool it's a good idea to do for a long journey definitely oh absolutely and I, I know what we we were kind of doing we had um uh, when we we're going coast to coast of the us we had our um phones with us but we didn't have uh sort of uh, data we didn't bother with data yeah. plans it was only when we could steal wi-fi which usually is a mcdonald's car yeah. park to get a coffee and then steal the wi-fi um but we would have spotify so we were going to be downloading playlists yeah. and bits and pieces and we've got a sound system in our in our camper which is basically like a very small bluetooth amplifier um that plays it through the speaker so you can kind of play it through the sound system so it was, it was a very common occurrence to be like stop for lunch and go and steal some wi-fi and then grab a new kind of playlist no. or something like that because it just yeah it makes the time go so much so much faster um, and back then really i mean it's only sort of three i was just not into podcasts at all not interested never been a thing um and it's not until i came across one that my wife found for me actually that was about um 
become a com company called Gimlet Media, and they did one about um, the realities of starting a business. Oh. Um, and it was so well produced mm. in terms of quality um, and the content, um, it completely spoiled me. So I'm now very, very picky with what podcasts I can and can't listen to because <laughs> the content could be great, but if the audio or something of that is awful, I, I just can't okay. do it. Um, so that kind of got me hooked. Um, so there's a handful. Do you, do you listen to many podcasts yourself? Or? Do you know what? So I listened to a few. Um, the one that so because I um, my friend told me about them, and I was going, oh yeah, like but what? Because I was thinking, I was like, in my head, I had like um, very bored. You know, like the radio stations that they're just like a lot of old men talking about like politics and stuff. And it, I just in my head, yeah, what yeah, I thought yeah. they were, and. Um, there's still a lot of it out yeah. there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, um, I mean, obviously that's each their own. That's fine, but it wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, but she introduced me to um my dad wrote a porno um podcast. I've oh, heard yeah, that yeah. one, and that was like the podcast that I like. I just I listened to the first one and just cried laughing. So that's kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if I was going cross country was my let's have some lols yeah. in the car because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the other one so i've got um listen to um the fern cotton one as well the happy podcast oh i've, I've, not, I've heard of it i've not listened to I've it only listened to okay. one or two, but they are really they're really good they're really like all kind of quite mindful and yeah positive yeah. <laughs> which is what we need <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely the one that i really really like at the moment there's um uh, there's a guy called um, Dax Shepard. He's an actor oh. and he's married to Kirsten yeah. Bell and he's got one called Armchair Expert. Um, and that is, he just has this unique ability. He's just he's just a bit nuts, I mm -hmm. think, but he's got this unique ability where he can go up to somebody and he can get straight in with the deep questions. Um, I don't know how he does it. Um, he's also a recovering um, a recovering addict as well, so he's got you know got a lot of backstory. Um, obviously married to Kirsten yeah. Bell, and you know with all of that. But he's just I don't know. He just had this really unique interview style that no one else has, um, and just it's just fascinating that. Um, he's with a lady that produces it uh, called Monica Padman and she basically it's half him half her but she they do this really good thing where he will interview somebody he'll ask them all these questions and really go for it and he'll come out with all of these oh I think it's this and these stats and that it's all an interesting conversation but then afterwards they do a fact check so she will go away check all the facts of what they've been talking about and basically present them and they'll be talking about it and he basically most of the time has to take it on the chin that he was completely wrong <laughs> about all this stuff um but he's got such a way that he will respect that he's wrong he'll work through things and they'll talk about so many different uh, problems and issues and obviously with at the moment the coronavirus the last one of his i listened to was just before it started to get really serious um and his attitude was kind of um, he didn't. He just did, totally didn't get it. But then they actually had the U.S. Um, he, he is in the U.S., but he's kind of uh, international expert on on the virus on their podcast, and it's absolutely fascinating with some of the stuff that they've found and discussed. And it, so I, yeah, highly recommend that one. Yeah. Onto our expert, that was it's it's a good listen, and it's um, I don't know, it, it's very funny to say or it's weird to say, but I genuinely think it's made me a better person to listen to. <laughs> It's just his, his attitude for, for, for 
you know, realize, realizing or admitting that he was maybe wrong to say this, or he didn't. I, sh- yeah, I think you just have to listen yeah, to it to kind and of. And I think that's quite good because it's, it's quite rare, especially when someone's been interviewing. Like if they if they've made a very bold statement and they have to kind of go back on that, like that's quite a rare thing. So that's quite refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, and I think they they made a point of doing it because there's lots of stuff that they are saying, so they have to be a bit obviously careful anyway. But it's you know some of it is just experts in the field, some of it's like A class celebrities, and it's a complete mixture. Um, and it is also super interesting when they're having conversations that are not what you would expect to be hearing from a celebrity or an actor or somebody that's an expert in their field. That you just kind of think how how is he getting away with asking this and you know it's a really bizarre thing to, to kind of think about but he interviewed monica Lewinsky, for example and they really kind of yeah and just really went to town and it was such a good conversation and it really changed my perspective of her uh and, and oh it's just mad it's mad you just yeah need to need to get yeah, on no, there plenty of time at the moment i'll be um yeah yeah exactly exactly um so do you have a sort of an all-time favorite um vw at all is it or one that you would a dream vehicle that you would absolutely love to, to kind of own or, or even just road trip any any vw or classic vws well i would throw it out there and say any vehicle really i mean any anything i mean it's something that you kind of thought i would absolutely love to have x to go on adventure in um, i mean I, I mean i absolutely love the camper fans i love the bay windows i think I would say the late bays my uh, is my fave out of all the bays. I think they're just they're so lovely. Like I just love them. Um, my first car was actually a Polo. That's what I was saying. I was like, my first car was a Polo, um, and that was probably one of the best cars I've ever had. I absolutely loved it. It was yeah. brilliant, um, reliable. I mean, just. I think it's probably if it was one of the sort of earlier polos and stuff, they just, uh, my friend had one, yeah. and it just kept on yeah, going, kept yeah, on going. Kept going. I absolutely <laughs> loved that car. It was brilliant. I, yeah. It's really sad to get rid of it, but like, yeah, no, my friend was. I think he, I think, uh, some somebody I think went into the back of him and just it wasn't really worth yeah. anything. And I think he shed a tear when they had to take it away, he was so upset. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I always love, like, I always think this as well. My, my um, my friend had a um, a Scirocco for a bit, and um, I've seen VWs, they're such a lovely drive, like they're easy to, they're just. Yeah. I feel like you like you get used to the car you're driving and then you go back into VW and I'm like it's just such a nice it's yeah, absolutely yeah. Certain, yeah. I've I've always yeah I've always found the same yeah. it's um I, I kind of I've got a well I say modern car it's a 2004 VW Passat estate for my da- daily car um and yeah again I'm going to be so upset when I have to go get um, get rid of it um and I keep saying I need to get a van for my work and it just keeps going yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, it's going, it won't die. They're brilliant. And yeah, I think, that's the thing, it's like, the VWs are brilliant. Like, I absolutely, and I love the, I love the polo. Um, I'm so sad yeah. when I got rid of my polo. Um, um, but yeah, the, the dream would be to have my own T2. Little, little yeah. T2. Cause they, they look, so, but I think with all the camp fans, even the, like the later ones, they all just look really happy. You know what I mean? Like, the, with the, yes. with the, the, the like, I think that, yeah, they generally do. Yeah, generally the faces, they kind of like just, Kind of look happy to just be in existence, really, don't they? I think. Um, so, do, um, do you kind of get to um, uh, sort of hire or borrow some sort of from some of the sort of red hats here? Sort of, are you quite lucky that you can yeah, um, on occasion? If, um, oh, hang on, sorry. If, um, sorry. if they're free, um, so sometimes when I've, when I've done a VW festival, um, 
I've tried to, if I've booked it far enough in advance, I try and block it out so, or ask and say, can I co- go in one? Because obviously it just makes it so much you know and to go in one um but it, it depends so if it's if it's like a last minute you know i've got a few days and there's not one and there's one free and we can go then yeah but um yeah i'd love to I'd, i would love to have one and my partner said the same like to have one you know to go on adventures in and stuff i think it's such a love to do um yeah, so hopefully i mean we're always on the on the look <laughs> um yeah 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 so but um we would like to go in the more. It would be amazing to be able to go in the more, but yeah, we can't go in all the time, which is a shame. <laughs> no, so um, sort of Red Red Hatcher, they they kind of they initially just did um, uh, hiring, and they they have now they sort of branch out and they do sort of repairs and stuff as well. Do like servicing repairs, um, and yes, yeah, so because he's obviously from a buying and selling sort of background, he's doing that as well, which is really good, which is really cool. Um, and he loves it and loves going and finding them and getting them done up and stuff. So there was a big project. Um, I can't remember what they called it, but it was, it was a very dark green van. They called it the chili van. And that was a, quite a big project that they did. And that was finished in um, some, you know, new owners last summer. And obviously it's just nice as well to see the look on everyone's face when they pick up their new van. And it's, Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to. You've got a really well, well-rounded kind of like experience um, and access to the, the, the VW world. You're quite. It's quite unique because it's. I often get customers coming up and they say, "Oh, you know, it, driving it's like. Is, is this? Does it? Does it? Does it? Is it meant to do this? <laughs> is it meant to feel like that?" And it's like unless you've either driven them from new or you drive quite a lot or you're around them all the time, you, you don't know. So I think you're for you the kind of the whole aspect of the VW scene you're, you know you're quite I think now you're you're far advanced than a lot of people I think I think you're quite a well-rounded VW owner without actually physically owning one yeah the driving is you know questionable um you forget and I mean I'm, course, yeah. I, and I'm glad I didn't get an automated car I think if you get an automated car and then to go and try and drive a camper van it's going to be a lot harder <laughs> you can't yeah, do it and um but um yeah it's always funny as well and I feel like if you're in a camper van and you're going up a hill I feel like people are most people are quite gracious about it I feel like they're fine <laughs> whenever I was yeah, the other vehicle going that slowly you'd be getting all the horns I feel like with the, exactly with the, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and there's and if you get annoyed with it there's lots of stickers that you can put on yeah. the back um some of them polite some of them not so polite <laughs> so yeah no, a lot of people kind of kind of do that so what's um without obviously giving away too much details you can do what you want what's kind of the future for for yourself as, as an author is it kind of purely to kind of do more of the stories that you kind of done or is there any kind of thing else in, in the um, works for yourself so to be honest i've kind of the, the next stories that i've got drafted and plotted are all camper van related so the characters we've got um, I've got next kind of level adventures for them, introducing new characters. So not necessarily ones that are from the Red Hatch world, but from um, just other camper vans. Um, so um, introducing new characters, um, new stories. So I've got kind of, I've got a very big, what I call my master plan, <laughs> which has got all my... Important to have one, absolutely. Yeah, all the characters, all the stories, how they all kind of intertwine and this kind of world that we're creating. Um and uh yeah so it should be quite enough to go on you know go on with i've got other ideas for other ones but i thought in my head i was like because obviously the vw thing like i said i've come in quite late and it's something that's kind of it's all just kind of happened um and so i kind of to start with i was like i don't know really know if it's going to be something that 
festival I'll enjoy or if it, they, they might not be very popular but there's it's so it's been so lovely and the response I've had and the kind of the community and I've absolutely loved every minute of it so I kind of was like I'm just going to carry on in that trajectory um yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, you know, even though I've, I, you know, have to admit, I've not, I've not had my hands on one at all. I just from what I've seen, um, the little that I've seen, and the, especially the comments on um, whether it be, I think it was either your Facebook page or even sort of Amazon reviews, people just genuinely love them. And I can honestly see that there's so many people out there that would see them and be like, well, yeah, that would be amazing that I get to read a, a VW-related story of adventure. Um, to my child and it's like yeah it's just absolutely amazing and that's why I just wanted to kind of interview on the on the podcast because I just thought more people need to know about this so um just to kind of just have, have it sort of uh, sort of on record where can people um sort of find find your books currently so all of the books are available on amazon um they're also all available from red hatch campers um so they can be ordered online yep. either way um they are in bookshops as well um uh, but they're not in they're in they're in a variety but most bookshops should be able to order them in so if you go into your local one and they don't have it they could be able to order it, they can order it in. So, okay. yeah they're all, they're available in, and then you can buy them online from waterstones as well i just don't think they're in all waterstones Okay. doors <laughs> to be complicated <laughs> yeah yeah no so i had a quick look earlier and i kind of because it's it's with the current times that we're in there's certain things on amazon that you're just like oh my goodness how come i can't get that oh it's because i mean i've been trying to plant some seeds oh. and do do something growing this week and it's just like you can't get anything you can't even buy compost it's oh, like okay. it's mad well, um but i can say that your books are in stock because I looked at them earlier today, I can literally get them on Amazon Prime within two days. So everybody else should be doing yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I think, so I think with, the, with Prime as well, I think it, they're, they're all available on Prime. But um, I think the last few with, with Prime, it's taking a few more days than normal. But they, they, yeah, they are still going. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Oh, fantastic. And how, how was it kind of, was it, was um was it quite kind of difficult to kind of get your your, your book out there um in terms of kind of like either you know with amazon or waterstones or in local bookshops it's like how have you found the whole process it's been um, it's been a real learning curve so um i think i went into it i did a lot of research and i went into it all guns blazing like this is going to be this is how i'm going to do it and this is what's going to happen um and obviously the reality can be a bit different um so have art with learning with Milo and then with Lil and Tallulah coming out afterwards um it's really nice I felt like I've, um it's, it's just kind of being resilient as well and so just really being kind of self-promoting um which I find quite you know very British like oh yeah it's okay you like yeah, I know what you mean you know um being very British about it but um yeah so you've got to be very confident with self-promoting and I'm just kind of being resilient and just constantly contacting people and um you know the bookshops that the local bookshops that I've worked with and that have had um they've bought the books have bought more books so I know that they're popular um, and they're going well in the shop which is really nice um and then it, yeah just kind of making contacts with schools and libraries and it's really nice going in and you know each book I've had so the library kind of connections I've made and the, the ladies or men that I've worked with in the libraries have been really positive and if they've seen like on my Instagram they've seen that I've got a new book out some of them have approached me before I've even got round to contact oh, good. which is really nice uh, well you know you're doing the right thing then and you're going in the right direction and I think that's that's very important when you're you are sort of self-employed you or you have your own business that if it all can happen organically all the way from the beginning and then just sort of happen and then you get that kind of feedback you know you're on the right path um, and I always think 
So like you said, you know, I, I have people who come to me and they say, you know, sometimes I think, you know, everyone who's kind of self-employed or doing something on their own, they're like, oh, so you have days where you're like, why have I done this? Why have I gone into the, down this route? And then you, you get reminded by the fact, you know, I'll go to a library reading and a child, like, you know, or a parent will email me saying, your book is the favorite book. It's the bedtime story that they're reading every night. They always pick it out. And, you know, those sorts of comments, you kind of just go, okay, yeah, this is, you know, I've had a few knockbacks today, but that's why I'm doing it. This is why. Yeah. yeah yeah there's there's um there's a um a, a, i can't remember what, what author it was um i th i think it was an author i really like called don miller and he he, he had a sort of a a, a theory a theory but basically um no matter what you do in life if you go with your what you're passionate in yeah. um you get to choose your shit sandwich yeah, <laughs> is what you get to choose what's going to be the bad part of all of it because you're going to get somebody that will be a naysayer or you're going to get somebody that says oh no i don't think that's very good or whatever no matter what you do but if you're passionate about what you do um and you enjoy what you do yeah. and you're having a really bad day you can shrug it off because today's and uh, tomorrow's another day and it's always 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 i find i'm not religious at all but i totally totally believe that the universe will look after you if you send out positive vibes yeah. and there's been so many times i've had a really crappy day or i've had a really sort of you know whatever's happened and then the next day i'll get a lovely email from somebody saying yeah. thank you so much for fitting it i've gone on this event it's been brilliant um and it, and it just works yeah. but if you don't what you do what you love uh, it's it's not going to quite work that no, way i'm afraid <laughs> and i think that the biggest thing i've learned through this is that it's okay that people have different opinions in terms of yes. Absolutely. Like people, some people will love the book. Some kids will absolutely love it. It'll be their book that they want to choose. Some kids won't be fussed, and that's fine. Yeah, it makes that's us interesting. Okay. And I kind of feel like, a, and I yeah. kind of, you know, in, same with bookshops as well. You know, the, especially independents, they get to choose what they stock, and if it's not for them, and they're like, well, my, I don't think our customers will like this, then they're not going to stock it. And that's not. I feel like it takes that time to learn. Going, that's fine. It's not like a personal. They don't like you. Yeah. that's just how it works and that's the end they and in, i guess in some respects with with that um you would rather that they didn't take it just because yeah. um because then they're maybe not going to want to promote it or but you'd rather get it to the people that really want to kind of exactly. get behind it and yeah yeah, yeah exactly so, yeah cool well i don't think i've got any any more uh, questions i don't think so i just want to say thank you so much for, for agreeing to speak with me um what i'm going to do is i'm going to put um sort of all the links to uh your website your facebook and all your social media um also to red hatch campus and also to amazon as well um on my website um so that'll be kind of like when i release the podcast there'll be a little section on there um and i'll also get out once i do post the the, the podcast um put out all over my sort of social media to try and get some people coming to, to you because yeah i I think people will be silly not to, to, to buy your books. I absolutely love them and I haven't even read one yet. So, um, yeah, no, I'll, I think I'll just have to kind of get, get a handful and, and have a look, look myself. That would be uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's about it. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much for inviting no. me. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, Westy is currently looking for additional sponsors. So if you own a VW or VW-related business and you think you have something a bit different, a bit awesome, then please do get in touch. You can email us at wayoutwestymike at gmail.com or send me a message on Facebook or on Instagram at wayoutwesty. 
we are constantly on the lookout for something new and different and we love shouting out about and the awesome products that we come across so if that's something that you would like to get your name out there a bit more give us a shout we'd love to hear from you if you've enjoyed today's episode, please head over to wayoutwesty.com forward slash podcast. There you can find the show notes and some pictures and any details of things that we've mentioned throughout the episode. Loads more episodes in the work and pretty cool interviews coming up. So all coming soon, guys. Thank you again. I'll speak to you soon.